The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. And to listen to tonight's full interview, you know what to do by now. Just go to VeritasRadio.com and subscribe. You are what keeps us alive. You'll get your login immediately and you'll be able to listen to hundreds of hours of truth. And to upgrade your life like I have upgraded mine, go to sanitasradio.com and listen to what we have to offer there. Two radio programs, great information. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this show, have a guest suggestion, or simply have feedback, I always love to hear from you. Click on the contact button of our website. Let me begin this interview by stating that I have no attachment to the flat earth. I have no attachment to the oblate spheroid and even to the sphere. If our home is any of these, so be it. I wouldn't be surprised of any. What I continue to be surprised and suspicious of are the people who continue attacking those who simply ask questions. I recently attended a conference that deals with the most open-minded topics you could possibly imagine. However, when it comes to the flat earth topic, it was a no-no. Look, I can't say I blame people for thinking this is the most absurd topic under the sun, or the firmament, rather. But you, open-minded people who discuss aliens, UFOs, reptilians who ruled the world, Bigfoot, and the rest of it, why do you continue telling us to stop looking into this? Those of you who study the pyramids and ancient civilizations, you venerate these ancient ones. And rightfully so. And some of these very ancient ones believed the earth was flat. Why do you then continue looking into their achievements if the notion of a flat earth is so absurd and it's what they believed? And those of you who continue writing to me saying the ancient ones knew they lived on a sphere, how did they know? Just because you see a sphere above you doesn't prove you are standing on a sphere. You can still play pool on a flat table and basketball on a flat court. At any rate, I digress. Tonight's special guest is a veteran of this program, so he doesn't need a formal introduction. Directly from Bangkok, Thailand, I'd like to welcome Eric Dubay. Hello, Eric, and welcome back to Veritas. Hey, Mel. It's great to be back here. I love this show. 
Always, always a pleasure having you back. And I'm, I'm glad that we're still talking after a year. Uh, a lot of people that I know have stopped talking about this because they just can't sustain, they just can't endure the attacks that they continue to receive from, from people from all over the world. But I have to tell you, some of the smartest people I know are discussing this in silence. Why do you think that is? Yeah, well, like you said, a lot of people don't want to touch this subject with a 10-foot pole, and a lot of those same people are the ones espousing aliens and UFOs and Bigfoots and all the other unprovable conspiracy theories out there, whereas Flat Earth is a easily provable conspiracy fact, which blows away all of these other theories out of the water. Aliens, the spinning ball Earth, evolution, dinosaurs nuclear weapons, a whole range of other things start to be blown out of the water when you realize the flat earth truth. And so this is when a lot of, uh, what a lot of truth seekers don't want, uh, us going down this rabbit hole because that does away with their paradigm. People like David Icke and his reptilians on the hollow moon, uh, you know, you can't have those if the moon is a translucent light, just a disc, Im uh, immaterial that you can't land on. Or Michael Tessarian's, uh, you know, Atlantean progenitor aliens from Tiamat or whatever. All these, or, or uh, Sitchin, all these, these supposed truthers that have their own myths woven based on things like aliens and the, the spinning ball planets and the infinite universe with infinite galaxies and all these supposed potential, uh, alien life that we have out there. A lot of their research goes down the tubes if the flat earth truth comes out. So there's a lot of resistance being met, both from the mainstream sheeple who've been taught that flat earth is something to be ridiculed and ridiculous, uh, all the way to the alternative whose narratives fall by the wayside if the flat earth truth is discovered. So the alternative alternative media is picking up the slack here, bringing the real truth. That's what we're trying to do. Alternative, 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 I guess. <laughs> it's four, probably four or five layers. But another thing that, that's not that it bothers me, but I see this a lot. A lot of people who write to me and say, Mel, you're just wasting your energy. There are so many other important things that we should be discussing. And we do, folks. We've had Eric last year. We've had, you know, a few other people. We have Jeffrey Grupp coming in a few days. These are people that I've had before who are talking about this, and I think we should listen. But why do they continue to say, we have so many other problems? Why are you focusing on this distraction? Hmm. Well, if they haven't looked into it at all, I can see how they would think that way. And I kind of thought that way years ago as well, that, well, it's just the shape of the earth. What does that matter? Does it really matter whether it's this shape or that shape? So if you think of it on that level, then sure, it seems insignificant, and it seems like it could be a waste of time, even if it was true. But if you think of it a little deeper than that, and you think of it as being the most fundamental lie, is where we are, what we're doing here, the earth beneath our feet, uh, the lights in the sky above us, what they actually are. And if we've been lied about all of these as well as the Big Bang and evolution and the way that we supposedly got here and the purpose we may or may not have in this nihilistic cosmology that they've presented with us, it becomes a big deal. And when you look at the potential for a truth like this, 
a truth that has been suppressed for 500 years now, the flat earth truth, if that gets out and it is shown that every government, every university, uh, every pundit, every television station is lying knowingly and censoring this, this truth, what happens when it actually gets out? The kind of restructuring of society and the system that truthers are looking for, that people know we need, is what can happen and what will happen and what must happen if this truth gets out. Because this is huge. It is the truth. I guarantee anyone who's never heard of this before, look into the flat earth. The earth is flat, just like it appears on the horizon. The earth is motionless, just as you feel motionless. Everything in the sky revolves around us, just as it appears if you look up and use your own eyes, your own senses. Everything that your senses tell you is what's happening. But you've been fed a false system. You've been shown CGI images with a ball earth with a horizon that curves. You've been shown more CGI images with a ball earth that spins. You've been shown planets that spin like billiard balls around each other in many different directions at many different speeds simultaneously. You've been shown all these things in CGI format. You've had Freemasons lie to you and tell you they've seen it for themselves, but you've never seen it for yourself. You've just been lied to and shown pictures, and you believe those. It's not science. Science, in fact, shows that the Earth is flat and motionless. And there are hundreds upon hundreds of proofs and experiments that have been repeated throughout history for hundreds of years, but you haven't been taught them in school because they don't want you to be taught that in school. They show you a spinning globe on your first day and tell you that gravity keeps water and buildings and people stuck to the bottom of that thing, and they repeat it until you believe it, your parents believe it, your grandparents believe it. 500 years ago, people were believing it. They even started trying to get people to believe it thousands of years ago, but it didn't pass until about Copernicus in the 1500s when people really started, when this really started to, to take shape. Um, so the, the reason that some of the pseudo-truthers, so to speak, or just mainstream sheeple uh, don't want this to get out and say that it's a distraction it's because they don't know how far-reaching the implications of a truth this deep actually surfacing would be. It's like holding a, a balloon underwater. When you let go, that thing's just going to rush to the surface. The water's going to go flying. And that's that's what we need. It's exactly what we need. So um, that's what I'm working towards doing. In doing what I do, Eric, you become a lightning rod, and I'm sure you have become a lightning rod, too. So here's another message I received recently from someone who says he's a, he's has studied ancient civilizations, and he says they knew that the earth was round. So, of course, I asked him, can you, can you prove to me that they said that? Well, you know, they could get on top of the pyramids and see that every time they would get on higher steps, they could see farther and farther. What does this have to do with... The, flat, the, the round earth, if that's just perspective. Right. Yeah, Neil deGrasse Tyson was just on the Anthony Cumia show saying how at the Burj Khalifa Tower in Dubai, if you go to the top of it, the sun sets uh, two minutes later than at the bottom, and that <laughs> proves that the earth is a ball. Uh, so they're, what they're saying is they're saying that the earth is a ball and the curved shape of the horizon is what's the, the sun is disappearing beyond that. And if you 
go up in the, the tower, you'll see the sun again for two more minutes and watch it set again. And that's proof that it's setting beyond a ball. Yet, if you go up there and you take video 360 degrees around you, you'll see the horizon's perfectly flat all the way around you, perfectly at eye level, and it rose with you at eye level right from the base of that tower to the top of that tower, as is only possible on a flat plane. A ball, no matter how big the ball is, the horizon would stay where it is, and you'd have to tilt your head looking down more and more as you rose to see it. And of course, it would also curve. The reason that you see the sunset slightly later from a higher position is simply perspective uh, on flat surfaces. If you rise even higher than that, then it, you'll see even farther as well. They don't seem to mention that. When you go higher in altitude, you're able to see further along a flat plane, and that's all that's happening as you go higher. So the sun, when it's setting, is actually maintaining its altitude at about 3,000 miles above us, and it circles over and around the flat Earth. And so from your position, due to perspective, as it goes away from you, just like a row of street lamps as they're going away from you, the one closest to you seems very high overhead, and then slowly dips down more and more to the horizon, or just like a long, narrow hallway where the floor rises up, the ceiling comes down, and the two walls come into a point right in the middle. That pyramid shape, that eye at the top of the pyramid, another, another reason for that symbol is that's the way that our eyes actually see. Our eye sees in a pyramid-type shape like that, and the sun setting down on the horizon like that is simply an element of perspective. And when it goes beyond the horizon, it's not setting beyond the curvature of a ball Earth. It's simply gone beyond the vanishing point of perspective from your point of view, which is what the horizon line is. It is not the curvature of the Earth, as you've been taught. You can think about it. If, if the limit of your perspective was the curvature of the Earth, and you saw, say, a ship disappearing over it, then you look to the left, the same amount of distance, and you look to the right, the same amount of distance, well, there's no curvature there, but that's twice the distance as the uh, ship in front of you that you think has disappeared beyond the curvature. And then to double-check this, you can take out a pair of binoculars, and you'll see that that ship that disappeared beyond the horizon over the curvature of the Earth magically comes right back totally into view, hull and all, and that's because it's simply gone beyond your perspective which you can bring back into view with technology or by gaining altitude, like by going up in a tower. So this is all just an element of perspective, and tricky Masonic magicians are trying to get you to think it's based on the curvature of their spinning ball earth when it's nothing but perspective. It was uh, December 7th, 1972, where we saw the quote-unquote blue marble the image taken by allegedly Apollo 17. But I've always had a problem with that picture, not with that picture, that photograph in particular, but because of so many new ones have made its way to me, and they're all so different. The United States looks so much bigger now. Africa looks so much smaller now. What's happening? Are the the tectonic plates changing so much that when we take pictures now, the land mass has changed? Or is it just pure CGI all along? 
That's a good one. Yeah, the tectonic cha- changes are causing the CGI pictures to become very different as the <laughs> years <kidding>. go on. <laughs> no, that's a good point. Take a look at these images coming from NASA and, and RASA and JAXA and, and all these different space agencies, the, uh, the Chinese, the Japanese. Some of these are even worse than NASA, and you'll notice how clearly fake they are, how obviously Photoshop CGI they are. And when you compare them to one another, you'll notice these impossibilities like the water always being different shades of blue every single picture. The size of continents changing from picture to picture, one time North America filling up the entire picture, one time it being just a tiny little speck on the upper part. You'll have on the uh, animations, you'll notice that the clouds almost never move. You'll see a spinning ball Earth with the exact same cloud formations for 24 hours. Um, Take a look at these anomalies, not only on the pictures of the Earth, but on the pictures of the moon because we've never been to the moon either. NASA's moon landing hoax is all about going far enough away, supposedly, that they could turn around and take a picture of this spinning ball Earth they've been talking about for 450 years and say, hey, we were right. Look at that. And the raging debate that had been going on since the late 1800s from Samuel Robotham and the other flat earthers then was almost in an instant put to rest by this so-called photographic evidence in an age where most people believed we went to the moon because they heard it on the radio. Nowadays, we have computers, we have uh, Photoshop, we can see these things. You can see anomalies in the original NASA images just by putting them into Photoshop. For instance, you will see many of the images of Earth supposedly taken from the moon have artifacts, rectangular artifacts around the Earth in directly in, embedded in the image, proving that the, the image of the Earth was actually cut and pasted in a computer program and put there that way. Otherwise, there, there wouldn't be a, a rectangular splotch of blackness around the Earth in space. There's also uh, images where you can see the shadow of a ceiling above the rover as it's taking off from the moon because it's simply being lifted by a crane overhead in a studio. Many of these things, these have all been exposed. This is this is common knowledge amongst us educated conspiracy folk that you like to ridicule and laugh at and call stupid flat earthers. But this is just a fact. You can't land on the moon. There's nothing to land on. It's just a light. And I can prove it to you right now. Go out on any afternoon and look at the moon, you'll see the blue of the sky through the part of the moon that isn't illuminated, proving that it couldn't be a solid sphere to land something on, but that it's just a light and you can see through it. People have photographed stars through the moon. You can see the blue of the sky through the moon during any waxing and waning cycle. You can see for yourself that it's it's a light. And it's casting its own light, unlike they tell us that it's a reflector of the sun's light. You can prove that its light is different from the sun's light. It's cold. If you take a thermometer and put it in the shade and another thermometer and put it in the direct moonlight, it's actually colder in direct moonlight and the thermometer will go up in the shade, the exact opposite of the sun. It's like the yin-yang. If you picture the yin-yang symbolism in, in Chinese astrology, it's the sun and the moon 
circling around the flat, around and over the flat earth. The, the yin and yang is everywhere in nature. In fact, the male, female, inhale, exhale, good, evil, up, down. But they do away with these things. They say there is no up and down, that everything's just relative. They say there is no good and evil, that they're all about moral relativity. They say there is no sun and moon yin yang aspect. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, Proceed to the Veritas Plus member section, or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today, with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.